Oh, man, that is so beautiful. Thank you so much. Yes, wasn't that gorgeous? It has been a good month. We've been talking about, well, the theme for the month of January was root and reboot, right? So get, get you know, settle down into your, the, the stability of your spiritual practice, of your life, you know, just root and reboot, start again, right? And so we started off with refill, which was about taking care of ourselves. <sighs> you know, it was a long year last year, 2022. Sometimes it seemed way longer than 365 days. And so we talked about being filled first before you take care of others. And then the next week was refresh, finding ways to employ self-affirming habits for your life, things that feed you. And then, and then Marcus spoke to recognize, right? Learning to, to have that familiar relationship with the divine, that intimate relationship with the divine, relying on it. And last week we looked at renew, which is really looking at our lives with new eyes, right? Looking at our lives again with new eyes and, and with that wonder, that life really, really is. And so today we're ready to recommit. Recommit. And that's, that's the talk title today, Recommit. And I found this story by jo Dr. John MacArthur. And, and, he's, and it's just a beautiful story. And he says this. He said, a member of a certain church, which remained unnamed, <laughs> a member of that church stopped attending services regularly. He was a regular churchgoer, and he just sort of stopped and he wasn't there for weeks and weeks. And after a few weeks, the pastor decided to visit him. And it was a chilly evening, and the fireplace was on in the member's home. And so the pastor knocked on the door. The, the host greeted him, and the pastor came in. The man welcomed him and led him into the big chair by the fireplace. And the pastor made himself at home but said nothing. And in, in the silence, he just contemplated the flames in the fireplace. And then after some moments, the pastor took tongs and he picked up a brightly, brightly burning ember and he placed it to one side of the hearth all by itself. And he sat back in his chair, still silent, never saying a word. And the host was watching him the whole time. And as the lone ember's flame diminished, there was a momentary glow and then the ember went out was no more. Soon it was cold and dead as a doornail. And not a word had been spoken since the beginning, since the, since the initial high and how do you do, right? And then the pastor got up to leave and he picked up the cold dead ember and he placed it back in the middle of the fire. And immediately it began to glow again and rise up and just flame up at, with, the, with the coals around it. And as the pastor left and went to the door, the host said, Thank you so much for your visit and especially for that fiery sermon. <laughs> I shall be back to church next Sunday. Right? So it is time to recommit, not quit. It is time to recommit, not quit. We tend to, in our lives, because we all live busy lives, we tend to overcommit, don't we? We say yes, maybe far too much. And we want to experience everything that life has to offer, right? We're only here for like eh, maybe 100 years if we're lucky, right? I don't know, I'm thinking. We want to see everything and do everything and go everywhere and taste everything and, and just, you know, experience everything that life has to offer. There's so much out there to experience. And it seems like there's only so many hours in the day. And we just, we can overcommit. And that's really what it is. We can overcommit. And then what happens is we get burned out right? When you just say yes to too many things, you can get burned out and then we quit. 
We don't give ourselves some downtime right? You can give yourself rest time. Rest is okay. You can give yourself some, I'm backing off and I'm going to just do me time, right? That time out time. We get burned out, then we quit. We'll never do that again, you know? But you just need to take some time out. And, you know, if we don't, we get that burned out thing and then what? And then we become that little ember, right? All by itself, losing that spark, losing the spark. Now, Ernest Holmes said this in Thoughts Are Things. He said, you live because life lives in you. You move because there is a universal energy flowing through you. You think because there is an infinite intelligence thinking through you. You exist because the divine spirit has sought to individualize itself in and as you. This is why you are called the temple of the living God. There is a divine spark at the center of your being, but you need to recognize this, believe it, and act upon your belief. So this is the treat and move your feet part, right? Pray and then do something. And too many times we give up on things well, sometimes we, get, we give up on things because we're not getting the feedback we desire, right? We're not getting the payoff we thought we would get by engaging in that thing. You know, you go to the gym and you go to the gym and you go to the gym and then you, and you just like, you stop getting, you know, it's like, or you're, you don't, it's like, why don't I look like Mr. America by now, you know, <laughs> or whatever, you know, we go for those washboard abs and nobody even knows what washboards are anymore, Okay. But we go for that. And, and the thing is, we stop going. We give up on it, right? Not, and not just say, oh, I need to just take a break. We wind up just not going. I mean, like I've taken a break from, from going to the gym. It's been like, I don't know, 203 days in a row. But <laughs> I will get back there, you know? I will get back there. But a lot of times we just quit. We just quit on stuff because we're not getting the feedback or maybe we're not getting the recognition, right? I should, be, I should be applauded. I should be whatever, you know? Don't get enough attaboys or girls, as it were, right? Sometimes we just quit something because it's, it's not doing for us what we thought it would do. We can quit things because we don't feel appreciated or we feel unnoticed or it's just not, just not paying off the way we thought it would. We... Maybe quit doing things because we stopped getting that rush that we used to get when we first started doing them, right? That adrenaline rush we used to get by participating in something. And it's like, you know, it becomes regular for us. And so we stop going because of that. In other words, we stop, we stop going because we don't get the payoff, even if we don't know what the payoff is right? in our lives. We just stop going there because it just is not the same. We we don't remember that feeling that we had when we started it, really. But the thing that we need to remember most is that it's not getting something that is important, right? It's not in, it's in the giving part of thing. Without, we stop remembering it is in the giving that we get, right? Like the prayer of St. Francis, right? Grant that I may not be so much to seek to be consoled as to console, to understand, uh, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love, for it is in the giving we receive. It is in the pardoning we are pardoned, right? We know this intuitively, right? How many times did your mother tell you in order to have, have a friend, you have to be one, 
right? Do you remember that when you were little, right? In order to have a friend, you have to be one. We have to extend ourselves, this givingness of nature, because we cannot outgive God, then God continues to flow into our lives. We extend ourselves, right? The Buddha said friendship is not half of the holy life, but all of it. I love that. You know, when we look at that quote in context from the Buddha, what he was saying really was he was referring to the thing itself. He was referring to the enlightened one as the true spiritual friend in our lives that guides us on this path of liberation that we're on. But it absolutely is true about our earthly friends, about the people around us. It is a holy relationship. And Ernest Holmes wrote this in Practical Spirituality. He said, do you wish to attract friends? We must begin to imagine ideal relationships, be they social or otherwise, and sense and feel the presence of friends to enjoy them, you know, not as an illusion, but as a reality. This is what we do in our spiritual practice, isn't it? These are our affirmations. This is what we do, not as a dream, but as an actual experience to declare their presence is here now. And that's why everything we do in, in affirmative prayer is always in the present tense. It is here now because we know that in the mind of God, it is present. It may not be in your physical life in the moment, but we know it's present and we know its manifestation is imminent. But everything, everything, everything begins in consciousness. So we have to have these ideas in order to experience them. They are first in consciousness all the time. Everything is in consciousness first before it outpictures as a condition in our lives. Wayne Dyer said, loving people live in a loving world. Hostile people live in a hostile world. It's the same world, right? It's the same world. So it comes from our consciousness all the time. You know, it's easy to criticize the world we live in. I mean, well, you know, there were some really colorful <laughs> words yesterday by Jacob Glass about what kind of world we're in. And were you there yesterday for Jacob? Oh, my gosh. I've never heard the F-bomb drop so much. <laughs> and I'm not going there. But what he was saying was true, right? What we, what we have in our consciousness, we sort of outpicture and we'll see around us. So it is easy to criticize the world if you're reading the news or listening to it. It's easy, right? It's not enough of this or it's too much of that. But it's challenging sometimes to jump in and be the change, isn't it? Right? When you see something that's like just not right, it's, it's a challenge to jump in and be the change, to commit to something, right? Because you see it's less than what we imagined it could be. And then to recommit to make it that wonderful thing that we know it's capable of being. And I think that's the calling of our heart. We are creative beings. If we were well, core concept one, if God is all there is and God poured everything into its creations, and we are that, right? We're one of its creations. Then everything that God is has been implanted in us. All the creativity. Spirit creates. That's what it does. It simply creates. And so we do. So we do. That's our reason for being. We are creative. It is our desire to make a difference in life. It's our desire to leave things better than we found them. It's our desire to make a positive difference in life, to be the creator in our lives like the creator is as our lives. We want to reproduce on the microcosm what spirit does on the macrocosm. So what are you called to create right now? What are you called to create in 2023? Right? 
I said, I always said vision. Vision is the place to be in 2023. I love that. We're going to use that as a tagline, right? Yay. Thank you, Liz. Place to be in 2023. But it is our desire to make a difference, isn't it? When you see something that needs something, you just, you know, it's, it's our desire to do that. So what are you called to create in 2023? Right? Look at, look at, well, you're here in vision. So you look around vision and it's like, well, what are you called to create here? What are you called to do to be a part of this place, this organization that's more than just us? It's more than just me. It's more than just you. This is an entity, right? Like a living, breathing entity. And, and you know, I've seen people come in and join in membership and stay. And I have seen people come and join in membership and leave. And, you know, a lot of times it's for the same reason. I love that. I think it's just funny. It's like, I used to write, I used to be annoyed by life. Now I'm just amused. You know, it's very interesting. Folks leave because it's not what they imagined it would be like. And folks stay because it's not what they imagined it would be like. And they're committed to making it better. And so sometimes it is the same reason. And it's really very interesting. Again, it is consciousness. Everything comes from within ourselves. So if we step into a group and go, oh, I don't feel welcome. I don't feel part of anything that's going on here. I'm going to leave. Then the next place they go, you know what happens? Yeah, the same thing. Oh, I don't feel part of this. I don't like you. Nobody's, you know, friendly with me. I'm going to leave because it's the consciousness. And the people that come in and say, wow, vision's the best place in the world. I love it. I feel right at home right away because it's the consciousness. It is always out from us, Right. And, and again, you know, everything in life is a reflection of our most predominant thought. You know, years ago, we had a lovely practitioner here, Edith Nidus. Where are you, Mike? Oh, there you are, right in the back of the room. Mike's lovely wife, Edith Nidus. And, and she was a wonderful practitioner. And she was a dear, dear heart. And she always said when she looked around, if she saw something needed fixing, it was hers to do. If she saw that something needed improving, it was hers to do. If there was something that wasn't right and it needed to be righted, it was hers to do. That's ownership, right? That's ownership. That is in giving we receive that idea. And so when we see something that needs fixing or, a turn or, or, or attending to, it's ours to do. It's ours to do, you know. I talk about the four kingdoms of consciousness a lot. You know, we talk about those in classes, and I know I've talked about them from the platform, the, you know, to me, by me, as me, through me kind of thing. But there is a four kingdoms of consciousness for groups as well. And it's about finding the light when you are in spiritual community like this. So in kingdom one, we come to a spiritual community because we're searching for answers, right? Isn't it something that brought you into spiritual community? Like, well, let me see if they've got the answer. Well, let me see if they have the healing or let me see if they can provide spiritual tools to, to change my life, to transform my life. So we come in that, in that kingdom one consciousness, we come to heal our lives, to make our lives better, to improve our lives, to change our lives. And that's really our, our tagline here at Vision, right? To transform lives through this practical spirituality. And so we come here, we start taking classes, we start attending some Sunday celebrations. And then in Kingdom 2, we realize the light we are looking for is already in us. It's already in us. And that's the Kingdom 2 consciousness. The light is within. We are the answer to our own prayers. 
because we're changing our consciousness. We are bound then to our ideas because we discover the light is in us so that we are bound to our ideas of how to fix things. And that is like the challenge the group phase, right? Because we know the right thing to do, after all. If you'd only do it my way, if I ran the world, <laughs> I love that, kingdom two consciousness of groups. But we don't stay there. We, go to, we move on to kingdom three where we are freed, right? We are freed by the light that is within us. And then we're not attached to our own solutions. Then we're happy in a group, whatever, you know, do it your way, do it my way. I don't care. We're just, as long as we're moving in the right direction, it's like, everything's okay. It's all good. We love it here. And, and we do, and we become non-attached and our version of the group is just, you know, we play together very, very well. And then in kingdom four, in kingdom four, we realize we are the light. We are the light. Not only is just the light within us, but we are the light. We become that divine ideal. We become the high consciousness of the group. And we don't have to get our own way because we are the way. We are the way. And this is why our spiritual home exists, to raise the individual's consciousness from the illusion of separation to one of unity. That is being the light in the world. We commit. And then we recommit, and then we recommit, and then, well, you know, that's the way it goes, right? We recommit to transform ourselves, and in doing so, we transform the world, one consciousness at a time. And there are limitless ways here at Vision for you to grow and transform and evolve and become more of your authentic self. We have a whole, we have oodles of ways for you to be able to come right up against your own resistance, right? And then, and then go through it and find out, wow, what a huge soul you are. What a, tremendous, what a tremendous presence that you are in the world. We've had, we've had people who have come in to volunteer, and then they drop that volunteer job, and then they do something else, and then they drop that job, and they do something else. And they volunteer in all kinds of different ways, ones that fit really well, ones that don't fit at all. And like, no, I'm going to step away from that and do something else. I'm going to challenge myself, right? I'm going to challenge myself. Oh, my gosh. You're here to serve. You're here to be served. You're here to create friendships. You're here to be a friend, to have a friend. You are here to stretch to see what's possible for you, to grow spiritually, right? And try on things maybe you would never, ever, ever try on outside for whatever reason, right? For whatever reason. I've never, you know, if someone said, I've never cooked before, but I'm going to go see Janet because she's just amazing at that. So I'll, I'll, you know, volunteer at hospitality and I'll learn and I'll stretch and I'll grow. I want to write. I want to, you know, a great, we have, we have website content that needs your help, right? There's all kinds of things. I have a great idea. I'd love to do a web, a workshop on whatever, whatever. Tell me, good. Tell, you know what my job is here? Honest to God, you know what my job is to say yes. I'm just here to say yes. I am here to say yes, to allow people to grow and to transform right in front of everybody into their authentic selves, into their, their spiritual God self. That's really my job. You know, you want to start a job. You want to start a, a new group here, uh, maybe a singles group, maybe as whatever. You know what's gotten really popular? Bowling. Bowling has gotten really popular after three years of COVID, I guess, and sheltering at home. People want to get together and socialize. And bowling is a great way. Bowling has become great. So maybe, maybe our bowling team is more than just that now. <laughs> 
Maybe we'll bowl in an alley too. I don't know. But that's the thing. It's my job to say, <laughs> to say yes, right? It's my job to say yes. This is the place to discover what's holding you back from living your authentic life. What is holding you back? Where do you say no? Where is your line drawn? Where are you, quote unquote, thinking you're not good enough? or you're not spiritual enough, or you're too old, or you're too young, or whatever. Where is that place that's holding you back? Because vision is the place for you to explore that, to heal that, to grow beyond that, to overcome your own personal illusion of separation, of not good enough, of insecurity, of self-doubt, of whatever it is, judgment of others. There's that too, right? You're here to heal that, and you transform your own consciousness, and then you go out and you transform the world. You transform your part of it. You transform your family, your friends. But you must commit to do the work. And then you must recommit. And then you must recommit again. Because we all fall off of it. We all fall off of it. Ernest Holmes said this, in this act of transforming energy into power for specific action, we are uniting with an invisible essence and an invisible law, which is the way the universe operates. If we identify ourselves with the source and perform the act, we may know that our word establishes eternal harmony, transforms everything, and rearranges everything to our benefit. We are here committing and recommitting and recommitting to, to ourselves. You don't really commit to anything. You are committing to yourself, to raise yourself. And by doing so, raise others. Being non-attached to the outcome and seeing the unity in everything and not the illusion of separation. Giving up judgment of others. Well, they're not doing it right. They need to do it this way, right? Giving up all of that judgment of others and how they do what they do and just do it. Be the light that you are. Be the light you were born to be. Shedding all of the false beliefs, we allow our light to shine and shine brightly. And those who come in here want to do what you did, to heal and to reveal and to transform. So be the light for them. That's what we're recommitting to. Thank you.